Welcome to episode 11 of Initial Legal Offering. More hype than the year-end bull run, more meaningless than your average middle manager, it's Initial Legal Offering, the latest in crypto news and regulation. This week on the pod, we discuss rapper T.I., the self-proclaimed rubber band man who's being sued to the tune of $5 million by investors for shilling the Flick token. Also, Ether Delta founder has been charged by the SEC for running an unregistered securities exchange. And finally, for our crypto of the week, we take a squiz at Nano, formerly Rayblox, where each user has their own blockchain on the main chain. Yo, dog, I heard you like blockchains, so I'll put a blockchain on your blockchain so you can create an immutable record on your immutable record. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, but it's brilliant. Uh, joining us this week as we record from deep inside the hacked and cracked Mt. Gox vault, welcome Cryptocurrency's most decentralized panel. Ben, you doing okay today? I'm good. How's it going, Jared? Good, good, good. What about you, Sev? You doing okay? Yeah, I'm good here. Been a busy week. It has been busy, but uh, beyond it being busy, we're going to try and uh, whip this podcast out so oh, that yeah. we can uh, get excuse the show me, on the road. Me while I whip, whip this out. <laughs> <laughs> I regretted saying that instantly. Um, so much for being more professional. The conversation we have before every podcast. <laughs> yep. But, um, you know, my favorite part of the show, and I keep coming back to this every episode, is that I get to say these famous last words <laughs> it's time for the news okay so up first guys we're going to talk about uh rapper ti so he's in trouble again and this time it's not for federal weapons charges um he was involved in the flick token um which has been touted as a pump and dump scheme and they pissed off some investors um, when did this all happen so this happened in Last year, because I think I've like I've got a good ICO radar. I feel like there should be a good name for an ICO radar, but I can't think of one. But I didn't know about this Flick token. Yeah, I I had no idea about it either. Actually, um, so it started in in late 2017, or actually the 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 coin was released in 2017. But at the, at the end of last year, um, there was a massive dump of the tokens. And what rapper Ti has been quoted as, as saying is that. He had given the flick tokens to a bunch of members of his family and friends, and they sold all they sold massive amounts of it. And he said that's what caused the rapid devaluation. Um, so he's actually being sued now by the investors for five million dollars. So it's really been an interesting uh, situation to look at what they're suing him for because one of the craziest things that you don't do in an ICO scam or an ICO or anything in between is you don't promise returns. Yeah, uh, my understanding of the problem with this, like this would have, I mean, this would have brought down, you know, this would have brought down Barack Obama if he if he promised a return on a on a coin. Doesn't matter who you are, you don't promise twenty five thousand percent return on your yeah. investments. You don't promise a one percent return on your investments. That's that sounds that's, that's how you do a that's scam. The definition of a security is the problem, and yeah, also a scam. So what's crazy about this is after we started looking into it, um, this flick token opened at six cents. Huh. Like that's that's where it really went nuts. A twenty five thousand percent return on that opening six cents investment would be absolutely insane. These get $15, rich dollars. Yeah. These get rich schemes wow. that these entertainers are getting locked in. You're gonna start seeing more and more. And I'm glad that they're getting cut down. Getting cut down at the knees. Is that what you say? Oh. Uh, 
Well, I'm glad the, SEC, the SEC is reeling. How about that? <laughs> no, the SEC is <laughs> reeling them in uh, on this, and I hope to see more of it. Uh, there's been a bunch of celebrities that have been pumping ICOs. Yeah, Can so, you guys think of any others? Oh, who was the basketball player and the boxer? The really famous like short Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, yeah Floyd didn't Mayweather. he do an yeah. ICO yeah. as well? Yeah, so, I think so the thing is that. Ti lo- love him, like him, or hate him. He has a massive following on social media, yeah. so he's using his status as a celebrity with all these followers. Hey, go out and do this, and you know there was really no solid business model by- behind to back it up. There- very little is known about this guy Ryan Felton, who helped him start this cre- um, cryptocurrency token, and he's kind of like they sold the the company, and he bought it with another like shell company that he had you know created, and they also used Kevin Hart. Uh, Who's comedian, that? comedian Kevin Hart. He's about, oh, the really short guy. He's about yeah, yeah. Doll. Well, um, I hate that he's known as the really short guy. That must suck. <laughs> well, he keeps taking all these pictures with Shaq, so I think yeah, he's asking for that it. That wouldn't help. Um, yeah, they they made it seem like Kevin Hart was one of the owners of the business. So yeah, they also said Mark Cuban was coming on. Yeah, like, they they created some fake um, Barack Obama as well. Fake. No, no, like he no, was the only person no, that didn't come on. Uh, yeah, that's that's really insane. Um, what what's also crazy about this is TMZ, the gossip paper, like oh, yeah. really broke this thing apart. Yeah. But um, doing the real digging, you, you know, I I feel like we should use this as an opportunity just to take a knee, guys, and and give a shout out to the public. If it looks like a scam, it probably is a scam. You don't have scam. to try real hard to get to the point that this is a scam. I mean, T.I. should know better. Or maybe he doesn't, but I hope the SEC teaches him a lesson, a really expensive lesson. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I think anytime somebody touts these crazy amounts, you get 25,000% returns. It totes I mean, any amount yeah, is a violation. That's um, it's something that you need to be taking into consideration. If you're considering, please don't. <laughs> making any kind of investment like that. Yeah. Um, I really wish there were more rules and regulations in place with people in the public eye getting held to a higher standard. Well, I mean, that's, that's not necessarily a thing, but he's got a massive social media following. Uh, it, it's easy for him to tell people, go and buy this brand. Yeah, and even if it's a small percentage, he's got so many followers, that's, that's still going to be result in the hundreds and so, thousands of people. Not not to bring this full circle, but there is a uh, Hollywood actress, uh, my wife was telling me about this, she runs a website called Goop. And oh, geez, oh, what is Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow, that's yeah. it. Yeah, so um, she Pepper Potts, Pepper Potts, that's exactly right. So she uh ran on her goop.com website, which is like women's it's like fake health pseudo science health, crap. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a little bit weird. They ran a, a Bitcoin article about how to buy Bitcoin, really, with an affiliate link, uh, hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I don't know if you've seen in the last couple of days, there's been a little bit of pump. Now, I'm not going to say Gwyneth Paltrow has got that kind of leverage, but, I mean, she does know Iron Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, using your using your leverage with your followers, it does pump prices. I mean, I'm sure she didn't put that on there because she wants people to know about Bitcoin. I'm sure someone paid her to do it, and, mm-hmm. and she was rewarded hand- handsomely for doing it. Uh, and I don't have any evidence of that, and I'm not trying to say Gwyneth Paltrow is like, anything bad here, but I think you have to be, and you have to look skeptically on celebrities and what they're selling. I mean, they are literally selling their own brand, and if they're making promises, they need to be held accountable for it. Yeah, you can, I can almost imagine this scenario, this guy, Felton, approaching TI saying look man I got this great idea I just need, you have all these followers man if you can help me with this we're going to make we're going to get rich yeah well ring and, ring 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 yeah. ring ring this is the SEC good luck TI <laughs> what well, and that's the thing too now look this happened last year the end of last year the ICO craze there was a million ICOs yeah. almost every day you had one or two new ones coming out so it's easy to see why one of this one 
slipped past, you know, through regulators, um, you know, they're, they're still playing catch up now. Yeah. Well, look, this is a good opportunity for us to to pivot to what the SEC is doing with uh, the Ether Delta finder, uh, excuse me, co-founder. Uh, Sevi, what, uh, what have you discovered about Ether Delta and what's happening with the SEC over there? Well, uh, it looks like they slammed the founder, uh, Zachary Coburn, with uh, operating an unregistered securities exchange, which is pretty interesting. We've talked a little bit about decentralized exchanges in the past, but also the consequences of writing a smart contract and publishing it on, of course, Ether Delta is for trading ERC-20 tokens. And it's completely decentralized. Completely yeah. decentralized. There's a contract out there which handles all the trades. Now, there is a front end, and that's obviously its own website, and uh, it looks like Mr. Coburn was operating that website and also collecting fees from it yeah. as well. I, I think before we get too deep into this, I think the SEC's main decision for wanting to go after him was centered around how poorly that front end was designed. Because <laughs> if you've ever used Ether Delta, it is literally it's, the worst looking it's website. Bad. It's a nightmare to mm-hmm. use. Besides that, tell me more about his violations, <laughs> allegedly violations. Yeah, so essentially he wrote the smart contract. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, the possible liability that you face from smart contracts when they execute, are they in violation of laws, and in this case, securities laws. So he was actually, because some of the ERC-20 tokens that were being traded on Ether Delta were actually securities, he was basically acting as a broker or, or exchange. Unregistered security yeah. exchange. So, yeah. so that's exactly what they busted him with. And it's funny that this just came out today, but he's already like they've already entered a consent order on this. Yeah. No, you'd have to. Yeah. I mean, there's no way you can fight this yeah. thing and be yeah. successful. So, Your best bet is to negotiate for clemency. Yeah, so... Or, or leniency, I should say. $300,000 in disgorgement, so that's when you get profits. Um, yeah. I'm surprised it's so small. Um, yeah, prejudgment interest was only 13000 and a $75,000 uh, penalty. Wow. So yeah. four hundred grand. I mean, I'm telling you, he probably made a lot more than that on yeah. Ether Delta, though. The uh, the SEC, from me. <laughs> <laughs> the SEC did say that he was he cooperated with the investigation fully, and they've done this in the past. If you're generally cooperating with them, you know, he sold Ether Delta off back in November, December of last year already. Yeah. So he d- he's not operating it anymore. And he cooperated with them immediately, so they're they're going to be pretty lenient at that point, and uh, maybe not take all his monies. I, I love seeing that this logical extension of creating a smart contract can create liability. I'm glad that this is something that's happening. I mean, I hate that people are getting fined and and that they're getting in trouble, but. People need to be responsible for what they create and what they operate. And I think that that it's happening in crypto. This is this doesn't seem like it's a good thing, but I feel confident that it is, that you're going to see some kind of sensible regulation coming out of this when more and more of these big-name companies are putting money into these, um, these crypto trading platforms that they're going to start pushing the legislators and the Congress peoples at state and federal level to come up with laws to help guide them. This is the step in the right direction. It just feels, I mean, I feel for the guy, but at the same time, I'm glad it's happening. Yeah, well, the whole reason that the SEC requires this registration is so that they can protect the investors or the end consumer, basically John Q. Public is who they're trying to protect here. So what if somebody was shilling the Flick token on Ether Delta, you know? That wouldn't be surprised it didn't happen. Yeah, Yeah, I'm really curious how this extends to other decentralized exchanges, Ether oh, Delta. We've, and we've reviewed a couple. Yeah, Loopring uh, in one of our first episodes, and Zero X is out yeah, there. Uh, there's several others as well. 
Now, Ether Delta is a smart contract. I don't know if that has any bearing on this. Loopring is a protocol, and they were expecting other people to build actual products on top of that. So I don't know if they themselves would have any liability, if that's comparable at all to what Ether Delta was doing, if they could go after the people building on top of that protocol or not. This is... As far as we know, unexplored territory, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes when it does get explored, because I imagine there's going to be more fines, mm-hmm. more penalties, and possible jail time. Yeah. So I think that's a good uh, place for us to pivot to my second favorite part of the show. That's right. It's time for Crypto of the Week, and this week we will be discussing Nano. I still want to call it Rayblox, Ryblox. How do you even say that? Ryblox. I, Ryblox. I, I tried to Ray- look it I up. I say Rayblox. Um, I think it's Rise, how you're supposed to say it. I think it's Rise. It's the stones, right, in the Pacific? Yeah, it's a little island in, I think, Micronesia called Yap that used these giant limestone circles um, as as a form of currency, and that's where they got the the original name. So, interestingly enough, their economy crashed with those limestones because people started shipping them in. And literally, the people on the island stopped accepting the foreign rye stones rye blocks. Well, so that explains they, the rebrand from the, ray blocks to, <laughs> to, nano. to nano so they actually yeah. went straight from that to cryptocurrency in like the 17th century right nice. that, that makes yeah. a lot of sense nice. so for a brief little background here on nano that was wholly unhelpful what i just said it was <laughs> partially i feel like this is this a historical podcast because i feel like it could be historically inaccurate, inaccurate. Got it. <laughs> um, so what, what are we talking about so in in 2015 it started as ray blocks by Colin Lemahieu. Lemahieu. Uh, that's Cologne. Pronounced Cologne, <laughs> eh? And it was touted as a super low latency play- payment platform um, requiring minimal resources, uh, which was ideal for P2P. Uh, also known as Pierre to Pierre. Oh, Lemahieu. Colin, where you at, Goldberry? <laughs> so the, the rebrand to Nano just happened at the beginning of this year in January. So when it, when it was first introduced as Rayblocks, the main three things that were focused on were instant, the instantaneous transactions, zero fees, and that it was infinitely scalable. So addressing in some, comparison to Bitcoin, in comparison to yeah. Bitcoin, it's yeah. amazing how everything goes back to Bitcoin, right? Right. Yeah. So uh, before we get into the nuts and bolts of like the instant transactions, zero fees, and the scalability, what, what Rayblox is such a better name than Nano. What is I, up with that? I, I, I got to disagree with that. You think so? Yeah, I think people had trouble pronouncing it, and. Like, nobody really knows about Yap and their proclivity for limestone. Economies of limestone. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's but it was a better name. Like, Nano is so boring. It, na- do you know the problem with Nano? It sounds like it's supposed to be a cryptocurrency. Yeah, okay. I don't I disagree. It's very small, though. They tried really hard. It just like Loopring, we bring up Loopring a lot. Yeah, it sounds like a contraceptive. <laughs> That's why it's the perfect <laughs> cryptocurrency name. Anyway, so um, this this thing's been around for a while. I think it, it, the 2015 is what you said, Ben, is when it started. But uh, they announced it kind of like theoretically on Bitcoin Talk in 2014, and there was a fair amount of discussion about it, kind of theoretically. Then a white paper came out, and then they did their airdrop. Uh, and that's how they distributed it, uh, the, the tokens in 2015, mm-hmm. which I think is you know kind of an interesting way to start off the chain. Yeah. So Nano gets the most comparisons in the crypto space to IOTA um, yeah. because they have a, a similar structure. They're based on this concept called a directed acyclic graph or DAG. And um, DAGs predate crypto. Uh, this is an idea that has been around in this 
certain subset of mathematics for a while and computer science for a while. So they're not breaking new ground there, but by bringing that to the blockchain, or as they call it, the block lattice, because in Nano, everyone gets their own blockchain. You yeah. get a chain. You get a chain. You get a <laughs> chain. Like, on your blockchain. This, this is like Oprah Winfrey of cryptocurrency. That's right. Yeah. But So one of the things, you, you made a comparison to IOTA, and I, I think this is maybe a good opportunity to, one, take a knee, two, to hate on IOTA, which is <laughs> We're my always favorite, down for that. My favorite part of any podcast. Like Rayblox Nano, they, they've, they've done this DAG. They've gone about doing it in a particular way, but they did not roll their own cryptographic algorithms. They're not trying to do anything new. That's been a fault that IOTA committed, is that they right. rolled their own crypto. Yeah. And, they, and it was a huge mistake. They they built off this previous project where they decided to use ternary instead of binary for whatever what reason. A joke. And so that got carried forward into IOTA. They, they made a lot of seriously questionable decisions can't handle criticism either but anyway let's yeah uh, but about, l- about nano <laughs> yeah let's get back to nano here so what do you guys think about nano uh, any anything that's been in the news recently so i was going to talk a little bit more about the, the block lattice structure i think that that's that is intriguing to me it is and i think the the major thing is that is that the, it doesn't require these miners and stuff like that to run all day it's not proof of work it's not proof of stake but there is some kind there of is proof a small of work. Yeah, yeah proof of work to stop uh, spamming if i'm not mistaken right yeah but it runs on just minimal computer power like yeah, your CPU. old your old dell that you had in high school probably could, could run this and I think that's that's part of the the, the mention the, the rebrand to Nano is that small computer processing and still can do these you know transactions instantaneously. So this could be targeted at the IoT space, which is something that's also a big focus for IOTA as well, where you have these uh, IoT devices which they all have some form of processor on them and minimal memory and that sort of thing, but. To be able to transact, they still have to be able to perform this proof of work, and that's why, you know, they the the proof of work is not meant to be as energy and processor intensive as something like Bitcoin. Yeah, and for those of our, those of our listeners that aren't, aren't familiar with the IoT or the Internet of Things, basically that means like everything we use now has a computer in it. Like our car has a computer. In it. So imagine instead of you having like pull up to the gas station and run your credit card, your car will just communicate with the gas pump. Right. And automatically say, oh, fill me up for X amount of nano or iota or whatever. My car doesn't do that yet. Yeah. Um, and this is expected to be a huge industry over yeah. the next 10, 20 years. Uh, you got Amazon coming out with their Alexa microwave. Like, yeah. yeah. You've seen, I've seen a lot of stuff, especially like a uh, plant, like, dealing with like planting stuff you see like automatic water yeah. uh, like plant waterers and stuff like so that too let, let's pivot for a moment uh, everything seems to get compared to bitcoin one way or another in what ways do you guys see that nano is different or better than bitcoin if that's even possible like ben was saying the fact that you have these instantaneous transactions it's not energy intensive you know Everyone talks about how Bitcoin is using up so much power worldwide, more than most countries now, um, or at least most smaller countries. You don't really have that with Nano. Yes, there's a little bit of proof of work, so it does cost some energy, but it's not nearly on the scale of Bitcoin. Also, the transactions being instantaneous or near instantaneous uh, is an advantage yeah, as makes well. Yeah, it makes it more more of a use case for actual currency whereas now like i mean if you're buying a house with bitcoin okay you can wait 10 minutes but yeah. like if you're at the gas station getting a cup of coffee 
Who's going to wait 10 minutes for yeah, this block I don't buy beer? coffee at the gas station, but I get your points. <laughs> I had a bad experience once time. Uh, bad experience. Uh, but uh, but uh, here's here's the question. Here's why I asked that. So you get these instant transactions. you got zero fees. What are you sacrificing? Right? I mean, like there's a there's some centralization going on here. Anytime you've got instant transactions, you're sacrificing decentralization at some point. And that's got to be the case. Is it, though? Isn't it, though? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, aren't there delegated consensus individuals in the proof of work system that are acting in a deterministic sort of way to assist the network in running that's that was originally controlled by by the nano team and i think there's 10 individuals that basically control 75 percent of the delegated proof of work aspect of this now i don't know a ton of the details on it and maybe i'm getting getting yeah, too much the, into the weeds here from the white paper what i understood was when there was a conflict yeah Something like Someone has to resolve spin. the conflict, yeah. right? But it's the consensus of those voters. But so it so resolves it. Most people aren't voting, but those people that are, there's about ten delegated voters, if mm-hmm. you'd allow me to use that term for a moment, that are resolving basically seventy five percent of the problems. Isn't that centralization? Yeah, to yeah. a degree. But but blockchain. So I, and and I don't want to make this a big like let's compare nano to Bitcoin because I don't think there's a comparison. But Bitcoin, I think, is a much sim- simpler consensus mechanism for dealing with double spends. Yeah. The longest chain wins. Like, where do the nodes mm-hmm. go? Why why does there need to be voting? Yeah. What do you guys think about that? I think you know that is throwing an aspect of centralization into this coin. There's not a lot good that you can say about that well but, you know, I think, but it's a trade-off there yeah so that's exactly where i think where where they were going for with this i mean you look at all of the different ex- currencies that exist and they all try to do something a little bit better like incremental microscopic changes better than bitcoin you're sacrificing instant transactions and zero fees and and to get that you've got to leave some decentralization behind yeah. not you're not giving up all of the decentralization decentralization but you're giving up enough that people are going to be comfortable with that barter, that exchange that's taking place. And I think that's what works about the, the block lattice structure in some regards, but it also is what why some, some people hate it. They don't want there to be, they want there to be as little centralization as possible. Uh, but on the whole, you know, the scalability is addressing a major issue that Bitcoin has. And zero fees, Bitcoin is suffering with zero fees, uh, with fees yeah. um, in the past, not so much now. I think a, a current Bitcoin fee is like 11 cents on, on average right now. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm really intrigued by this, particularly because of how they've used proof of work to manage spam. Makes me think that this is going to be done on a smartphone and they're going to have some mobile wallets here shortly because it's such a tiny amount of proof of work. Yeah. I think that's really exciting. Yeah, there's a lot of good aspects that go into... I mean, that Nano incorporates in, in their cryptocurrency. And, you know, they've done pretty well. They're ranked 35th on CoinMarketCap right now. Their all-time high was almost not quite 35 bucks. Yeah, it's pretty much when I bought in. Yeah. <laughs> now, now it's, now it's, it's not it's, that bad, but it's still pretty bad. Now it's like a $1.91 yeah. or something yeah. like that, yeah. roughly $2. I thought um, I got in a deal at like 9 or 10 um, So I'm, <laughs> I'm still holding that loss uh, for anyone that cares. Um, hopefully the, the uh, bull run here coming up. And then the year will help you some. The only, the only bull run that's <laughs> happened is that the bull ran away. <laughs> um, no more, no more bulls, and not for a while, I don't think. Look, so what do you guys think about this project overall? What do you think about the team? What do you think about what they're doing and where they've come and what where they're going? Yeah, I think they have put together a really promising project. Uh, I think that 
they have sort of addressed all of the major concerns that people have with projects like IOTA. They've done things in a more standardized way. (laughs) And you know they're really targeting the same market but without some of the some of the problems that iota has so i think this is this has a lot of potential they as we always say like when a when a coin has a more entrenched competitor targeting the same sort of market you know it's going to be difficult obviously if this were a fair and just world <laughs> nano would uh would overtake iota in my opinion but there's been a good amount of development here. They just got listed on another exchange. Um, if we want to talk about price at all, I mean, they haven't held up as well as a lot of other players in the market over the past six months or so. But, you know, still a top 50 project, and uh, I think there's a lot of promise there. So what do you guys think about the BitGrail hack, where some uh, $150 million worth of Nano were stolen? I mean, it happens on almost every exchange to almost every coin. So, do you think that that it was the exchange's fault? I I haven't read enough into it to know for sure what technically went on with this hack. If it was a problem with the coin itself or just the exchange's implementation of it. So, so I got some news for you on this. This is why I was I was trying to bait you into this a little bit, Savvy. Nano developers have been cleared in the lawsuit over this hack. It's 187 million dollars of nano that was uh, that was stolen in in I think it's 2017, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. That sounds right. But a bunch of lawsuits came out of it. Nano has been cleared. It wasn't their fault. It looks like uh, my understanding of the situation is that Bitcrail got hacked and um, someone decided to steal all the nano. That's what they were able to compromise, and so. Um, the founders scrambled to make sure that they weren't the fault. Um, they did everything they could, and for whatever courts were involved in this, they were cleared from any misconduct, which I think is a is a, a reason why this isn't sitting at twelve cents as opposed yeah. to two dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, the the people, the founders of these coins, can't do anything about exchanges security. It's up to them to to keep their users fund secure and uh, unfortunately we see this a lot where yeah, and then it exchanges. affects the price of the coin that gets stolen so mm-hmm. you know it's it goes both ways you need to be able to trust the coin that's listed on the exchange but you also need to trust the exchange that you're working with so we as we always encourage all of our listeners to do do proper due diligence do a little research before you start throwing money around on the internet right and uh stick to the larger exchanges with a proven track record for security yeah there also have been a bunch of lawsuits accusing nano of being a security really um, and so there's actually some stuff coming down the pipeline so u.s district court has actually um, got the case that's sitting and actually i take that back i believe the case may have been dismissed but i have to go look back at my yeah, notes. i was gonna say if it was airdropped then if there was no ico then how could it be a security well i mean that's that's the nuts and bolts of it right <laughs> i mean there still could be in a technical sense could still be a security but before I render a specific opinion, I want to see the pleadings because it looks like the action has been dismissed. But that was in September. That was just a month ago. Yeah. So a little more than a month ago. So let me go and find those pleadings and get back to us. Maybe next week we can just yeah. do a short recap on it because I think yeah. it'll be worthwhile like to give idea. us an update on that. Mm-hmm. So I think we've got a pretty good consensus hey, about <laughs> Nano. So, do we? Um, I think yeah. so. I think so, we should. So let's, let's just go through this. Would, would you... Would you buy any nano? Right now, yes. You think it's a you think it's a good project? Hashtag not financial advice. Well, I mean, what what I'm asking, what you want to do, right? So what um, I think there's promise there. I think that there are many other alts to choose from, and certainly a lot worse than this one. 
Yeah. And that's how I that's how I buy all my cryptocurrency. <laughs> oh, is there a worse coin out is there? there a worse What's the wrinkle in this? Oh yeah, okay, great. Yeah. What about you, Sevy? Yeah, I I still believe in the project. Um, I think they're doing a lot of things right, and the IoT industry specifically is going to be a big place where cryptocurrencies I think have have some value there. And I know we both got burned a little bit. You probably more so than me on Nano in the past, but no, I think it still still has a lot of promise. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. Yeah. <laughs> I got I didn't get burned, I got roasted. Ooh. Yeah. But um I mean I'm I'm not too terribly salty about it. Morton salt called for a sponsorship <laughs> deal and how salty I was and I was like, nah bruh, ain't gonna work. But I was um it's more it's more the market. I yeah. thought I got in a good price. The TA that was performed at the time, I think I just caught I just caught it while the market was crashing. But I'm still holding it and usually I'm pretty good about not holding losses. I'm holding it because I think the team's worth a damn, whatever that's worth. Hashtag not legal advice. Yeah. Um, certainly don't rely on anything I'm doing. Yeah. Because, um, <laughs> yeah. You, if you want to <laughs> make a bad decision, follow my advice. No, yeah. uh, at least my trading advice. But, yeah, I'm excited about the project. I'm looking forward to see where it's going. And the thing that I'm most optimistic about, and not to not to belabor this point, but I hope they destroy IOTA and the IOT yeah. of things. I think that they've got a better team. IOTA's just got a good name. And they've got some traction with a couple big names in Germany, uh, mm-hmm. auto manufacturers in particular, uh, VW and BMW. Other than that, rolling your own crypto, don't do it, bro. Mm-hmm. That should be a t-shirt somewhere. I, it, I'm sure it is. Yeah. yeah. So what's up next? So let's go ahead and pick our coin for next week. And uh, got the random number generator pulled up here. And I have a 36. Which... We drew a 35 last week, didn't we? I know, yeah. Mm. This is not so random, uh, Savvy. Mm. Or maybe it is. I feel like Sai <gasps> was 34, 35 when we did that one as well. So Sai was 39 when okay. we picked it, and Nana was 34, Does your random generator even random? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> hey, ask Google, not me. <laughs> no, so 36 right now on coin market cap is Bytecoin. Bytecoin. Hmm. Hmm. That's not ByteBall, right? That's a separate currency right. that was, I think, a little bit scammy or allegedly scammy. Yeah. Bitcoin. I have uh, no idea what that is. I mean, I've seen it around, but I've never stopped to, to actually look into it. Let's um, see if we can pull this up here. Going to the good old-fashioned coin market cap. A clear way to your private future. The first private, untraceable cryptocurrency. Hey, so we got a privacy the, coin. The first. Yeah, I don't know about that claim. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll check into that yeah. next week. And I invented the internet with Al Gore. Um, that's hilarious. Of course. The, oh, so what's, if you go to their website, what's what's great about it, it's like a cryptocurrency platform ready for real-world adaption, adoption, uh, unbreachable contracts, it's a bunch of check boxes, and the only one that's not checked is wide adoption. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hey, at least they're honest. Well, they've checked all these other ridiculous boxes. <laughs> it's... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, why not just continue the um, the the puffery and check that last box too? <laughs> but uh, look, I mean, at least they know what they want to do, and they're they're telling you that they're trying. So kudos yeah. to them. The website's a little boring, um, a little bit. But you know what? Maybe they're not trying to snatch up all the uh, crypto fanboys. Maybe they're trying to go for the hardcore privacy guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been wanting to uh, to get to a real privacy coin. I know we talked about privacy a little bit with Horizon, but that wasn't their main focus. We we do know that there is a need in the marketplace for someone to step into the void that 
oxymonster is left on the <laughs> oh, Silk yes. Road. Um, so, right. I mean, yeah. like, maybe you do need a privacy coin, Savvy. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know if you've thought of any good names for your handle on the no, Silk Road. I have not. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll keep chewing on that one. <laughs> Yeah, good good luck. I hope the feds go easy on you. Um, <laughs> anyway, I I'm, I guess I'm excited. I do like talking about privacy coins. I think there's usually a fair amount of analysis you can get into with them, it's particularly about fungibility in comparison right. to Bitcoin. That's yeah. always a good conversation. Um, so, yeah, pumped up about that for next week. That's right. And I'm going to try to read the white paper this time. Hey. <laughs> like, hashtag do your own Don't reason. show all your cards, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, look, it's time. It's time. It is time. For your favorite part of the show. I did say previously. We're down to third favorite now. Oh. No, no, no. Like that, the other thing was my second favorite. This is like my favorite favorite. No, you said first was it's time for the news. That's true. Sorry, Ben. Just if we're going in chronological order here. Yeah. Look, I mean, th- if this was a block lattice, there would be some consensus over what I've said. <laughs> but um, unfortunately, there's none. So, yeah, least favorite. <laughs> just, so not just to two. be misconstrued or mistaken as financial or legal advice, this has been Subtle Wink of the Week. I love the hand action, which doesn't convey at all on a podcast, but the the imaginary clicking of a pen, yeah. it was great. It did play very well for so, the two other people in the room. Not to be mistaken or construed as legal advice, as you're better off getting your advice from a flock of seagulls. At least with those birds, you'll see the poop falling before it lands on your head. <laughs> this week's wink goes out to none other than Mr. Craig Wright, a.k.a. I am Satoshi. I don't know if you guys have been following the news here this week, but there's a lot of... A lot of chirping going on about the new Bitcoin Cash. What's fork. another seagull reference? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. I snuck that a lot one of uh, flapping of wings. And, yeah, uh, a lot of flapping of wings. A lot of squawking. There's a very awkward YouTube video where you've got Roger Ver and Craig Wright together, and it is painful to watch. So what has happened recently is that, according to the Bitcoin Cash protocol, every six months they reevaluate and. There's a lot of warring factions this time, um, which is actually scheduled for next week, November 15th, is when the hard fork is going to occur. So you've got Roger Ver and his group of clowns at Bitcoin.com. They're supporting the ABC Bitcoin Cash. Which I think is also backed by Bitmain. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then you have Craig Wright supporting Bitcoin Cash SV, the SV standing for Satoshi's Vision. For and Craig Wright's own vision. Yes. Because he is Satoshi. Yeah. So in grand fashion, an email was released. It was put on Twitter. Um, it's apparently sent from Craig Wright to Roger Ver. We're not exactly sure of the authenticity of this. It appears to be. It appears to be authentic. I will give a couple quotes here. This is what it says. And so who's this from and to? This is from Craig Wright, and this is to Roger Ver. Oh, this is going to be salty. <laughs> if you want a war, I will do two years of no trade. Nothing. In the war, no coin can trade. If you want ABC, you want shit coins. Welcome to bankruptcy. It was what nice knowing you. <laughs> Bitcoin will die before ABC shits on it. I will see Bitcoin Cash trade at zero for a few years. Will you? Side with ABC. You hate Bitcoin. You are my enemy. You have no idea what that means. You will. I am Satoshi. Have a nice life. You will now discover me when pissed off. And no, you could have had proof. Your choice. You know, from Craig. that could have been a haiku if you had just broken it up. Mm-hmm. That was haiku-alicious. So what do you think this means, or does it mean even anything? I think that there's going to be a substantial split here in the Bitcoin Cash world next but, week. But it, does it even matter? I mean, I, mean, I know that's a, such tra- a harsh thing to say. Yeah, you know, I think for crypto as a whole, it matters. Why so? 
because there's I mean just the fact that anytime you have a top was it fourth okay, yeah, yeah. Top, they've, top yeah. they've four been up there and it's worth yeah. it's worth it's yeah. worth four or five hundred bucks isn't it but but so these two coins are splitting isn't bitcoin cash staying as bitcoin cash and then these two are separating off no ABC is, is supposed gonna... to be just the next iteration mm. of Bitcoin Cash. I don't know that. Yeah, you said they hard fork essentially yeah. every six months, yeah. and ABC was the planned fork, and now this SV is trying to split off and remain the true Bitcoin Cash, In which is supposed Satoshi's to be the true Bitcoin. Yeah. It's just uh, there's you, so you know many what... egos in this space. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's part of what it, what this is is just big egos, but. Um, what do you know? What the 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 crux of the fork is about is a block size again. I think I think I've seen 128. So megabyte one, blocks. yeah, I think one of them is gonna maximize it to 128 megabyte blocks. Mm-hmm. I think that might be Satoshi's vision. The ABC one has got some is it's not gonna do anything with that. They're not gonna change the block size or anything. Interesting. Like that. Yeah, I need to look into that. I can. I I'm usually a fan of riding forks and like having some fun with it yeah i, th- I was thinking about just I'm getting, not gonna picking ride some the up. lightning man oh, this. i think about just picking some up just to double it up yeah what's but, the worst that could happen well so <laughs> let me let me tell you a little story a little ditty from georgia um involving, the devil went down the fork Cam? you know this is involves uh z classic man and bitcoin privates don't do it i i i got burned unless you know what's going on unless you get in early enough you know the 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 price increase has been built in by now already. If this is happening next week, getting in now, I don't think it's going to do anything, and one of them is going to crash. That's what typically happens. Unless you know what you're doing, be really careful. And obviously, there's tax implications for this as well. If you're gonna if you're gonna fork a coin and get um, get a new coin, one of them is going to have a basis of zero, which may muck around with your tax planning for next year. But yeah. whatever you do, good luck. I hope it works out. Will you report back next week and tell us um, whether Satoshi's vision? Yeah, I think um, Cyclops do you like yeah, Marvel by, style. Yeah, by, <laughs> by next week, by, by press time, I think we will have an answer as to which one's going to be the dominant fork and yeah. which one the community is really going to support. You know, I have high hopes that they both crash and burn. <laughs> that's yeah. probably a little meaner than I intended to be, but you know, anyone that's of the people that I know that support Bitcoin Cash. They're really aggressive about their supports and how Bitcoin Cash is the real Bitcoin. Yeah. I just want to shake my head and say, no, it's not, Roger Ver. And like, if you see me in in the food line again, <laughs> I'm going to sure tell you this wasn't like face. a chance bathroom meeting again. No, this was not <laughs> the public restroom at the train station in New York. This is the food line in um, in Central North Carolina. <laughs> if I see you, I'm going to tell you that the, your block size increase doesn't make it Bitcoin. So good luck riding the lightning, Ben. Hope it works. Yeah, hopefully. But I think it's time we pull that ripcord and yeah, end the show. Let's do it. Listen, guys, thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at initiallegal at twitter.com. Also, you can follow me personally if you want to. I don't know if you want to ride that lightning or not, but <laughs> we'll take a chance. That's at bentdiligence at twitter.com. That's at B-E-N-T-D-I-L-I-G-E-N-C-E. So I tried to find that, and I couldn't find it on Twitter. Are you what? sure you set that up? I think I did. I will check again. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, more I'm, followers, the better. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm going to follow. I think I, I've I, got at least 14 now. <laughs> <laughs> so your parents, they're doing okay? Yeah. Okay, good, good. <laughs> they well, don't really well, understand this, but they support <laughs> they'll me support either you. They got you back. Um, yeah, this has been a lot of fun, guys. I really appreciate it. This is a good nano chat. I look forward to doing this again next week. Join us next week when we discuss Bitcoin and also see what happens with this Bitcoin cash fork.
Exciting times. See ya. Feffa by proxy. <laughs> no idea what that is. It's from a movie. Okay. ASMR. <laughs> Savvy, when you're editing this, watch you wearing baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. okay, I'm in the mood to do this thing. Let's do it. Okay. Okay.